And I think that they are really cute. And I just feel like people didn't give them the benefit of the doubt. I still don't like them. Absolute silence. <laughs> We had an episode, if you watched our Instagram stories, then you know this, but if you didn't watch Instagram, then you don't know this, that we actually recorded an episode to post last week, but Carol was editing and could not hear a single word, but she was saying my audio, I have never heard audio so bad. Lindsay would be like, Hey, how's it going? And I literally would be like, Hey. Yeah. It literally was horrific. And there was like no way to even. There was no way to salvage it. There was no way to salvage it. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so bad. Yeah. So anyway, that we were, you were supposed to have an episode last week, but the audio was just so bad. It was un, uh, unrecoverable. It, it, couldn't, it couldn't be saved. So we scrapped it. And this is now the episode that you will be hearing next. Um, honestly, though, last week's episode that we recorded was kind of a fever dream anyway. It was yeah, all over the place. this is much better. So we want to give you guys A1 content. We want to give you content that is at least 85%, you know? Yeah, I gave a 60 last week. Yeah, I gave I gave them probably around a 60 as well. It was a 60% episode and you guys didn't deserve that. So it's no. probably a good thing that the and audio was the bad. Lord. The Lord just like intervened and made the audio terrible. So that, <laughs> so we, that we wouldn't post it. <laughs> we wouldn't post. So anyway, <laughs> that's why you didn't get an ep last week. But here we are back again on a Saturday. So for those that listen regularly, we're moving our premiere days to Saturdays. So... Saturday. Keep your eyes out for Saturdays now. Not every Saturday, still every other because we're busy people and we have things that are our jobs that we have to do. Yes. Um, but uh, that's the update. So with that, hi viewers, welcome to the pod. We're getting it done. If you haven't noticed, um, we posted this on Saturday and not on Friday. And that is because we are changing the day. (laughs) Basically, Saturday is much more attainable for us because it's a weekend and we can record, edit, and post all in the same day most of the time. So that's that's what's new around here. But anyway, I was telling Kara about my staycation. The town that we live in has a lot of really cool old hotels and it's my spring break from PT school. So Noah and I are doing a little overnight staycation. We're staying in one of the local historical hotels. I think it's a circle. Maybe it's not, but it's fancy. That's for sure. Fancy. Fancy on spring break. Yeah. We're going to get rid of the dogs for a night and go to a nice dinner and stay in a hotel five minutes from our house. I'm so excited. No, that'll be so fun. I'm so sorry if you heard me sip my coffee just now. That I didn't a, hear a thing. Okay. <laughs> it was a disgusting noise. I hate <laughs> like, I hate like mouth noises. I think like the sipping, like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> you so say anyway. I, But you've said that like since I've known you. So I don't think that it's, well, that's not true. Actually, you used to have really loud mouth noises and people used to be like really grossed out by them. Yeah. People used to hate me for my mouth noises. Let me tell you, that was like one of Noah and I's first fights when we first started dating was the fact that I like chewed with my mouth open and like slurped and stuff. He hated it, but he never told me. And then one time it came up in a conversation and I was like being a stupid girl and like asking him like what's one thing you could change about me or something like that and he was like you chew with your mouth closed and I was like how have we been dating for over a year and this is the first time you're telling me this I'm so confused but since then I haven't really done anything about it and he still married me so there you go (laughs) love over everything love 
but yeah is that's love cool. truly blind oh my gosh have you watched that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I watched the whole thing in like two days I'm pretty obsessed it was a good yeah it was like it was probably one of the best worst reality tv shows that I've ever like it is on par with the bachelor to me yeah it is prime entertainment prime it's just like that's what's so hard about these shows is that you like only see like snippets of their lives you know and like it's hard to think that like these are real people with real right like pasts and like presents and futures but I'm just like these are real people with real lives and jobs and emotions and feelings and experiences and it's like we're all just like judging them and hating on them or not hating on them because of one like six week period of their lives that was cut down to two hour increments like I'm just like you know like it's so it's honestly if you think too much about reality television it like kind of gets really dark (laughs) It does. It does. Cause it is like highlighting the worst part of people's lives. You know what I mean? Like you're put in front of a camera where like 95% of people are uncomfortable. So you're doing something that's uncomfortable in front of the nation with people that you don't know. Um, and like going on dates is nerve wracking and like meeting people and like falling in love is nerve wracking by yourself with the person that, you know, for a long time, let alone like the person that you just met. So um, I should have sympathy and empathy for them. No, I should too. I don't know how to segue this to what we were going to talk about. Either way, it's going to be a hard transition. So we should just, we're just going to throw in a transition sound, like randomly (laughs) in the middle of it. No. Okay. Well, I've been listening to podcasts and a lot of them, like whenever they have ad breaks they have like a little jingle and then they do an ad break and then they do the jingle again and then it like goes back to the episode uh-huh. I feel like we need something like that but instead of for ad breaks it's like changing conversations because we can't we can't segue we can't segue at all I know it's so bad okay well we can just say like this is a good break hey Lindsay when you're editing um this is a good break time for a break um do 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 um okay so our topic for today is our favorite or maybe maybe not favorite but maybe like ones that we're seeing more recently in our lives or learning about or appreciating more um we're going to talk about the different character qualities or characteristics of god and who he is doesn't that sound so cheesy? <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. But anyway, yeah, we just thought we, I feel like we've been really liking these more like deep spiritual talk episodes. I feel like it's just been a lot more meaningful for us and more meaningful for you guys. You know, you're listening to something that is edifying and not a waste of time. <laughs> so um yeah we and honestly to be honest with you we didn't have that much time to prepare for this episode today so we felt like this was an easy one to just you know you know throw off some off the top of our head and go from there so right right that's what we're gonna start with do you have one in mind that you want to start with or do you want me to start no you can start um okay do you have Um, one yeah I have one for sure (laughs) okay perfect I think I'll have a couple by the end of this I feel like the more that we go yeah no I think so too I like have an idea about what I want to talk about but I don't have a word yet to describe it so well it can be an idea it doesn't have to be a word or I mean you know it could be a lesson about or something I don't know anyway I'm gonna stop okay 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 that's broadening my options I know I know I'm sorry um I think that um this is one that honestly was more prevalent I think in my life before my clinicals and it's something that I feel like I've kind of lost but that I have been reminded of and like want to get back to And that is uh, humility because 
a year ago, about this time a year ago, I was reading through John. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is John 13, when Jesus washes the disciples' feet and like just reading. Cause I mean, and I was talking about this in my life group last night. Like I grew up in church. I've heard that story a quadrillion, billion, jillion times. But for some reason, like reading it last year, it just kind of like hit me in a whole new way that like, you know, and I think I've actually said this before on the podcast, but just that like the all powerful, like God, perfect being like, you know, all knowing, just sovereign, like all of these great and powerful and like big things would like come down onto this dirty, disgusting earth with horrible people and clean and like wash and cleanse the dirtiest, most disgusting part of a person's body at the time. And like, subject himself to that and do it willingly put himself in the lowest position when he deserves the highest position it just like really hit me and it got me thinking like if Jesus who's perfect who deserves all respect all honor can put himself in the smallest place to serve people that literally sin against him and hate him at times I mean it's with the disciples so hate is probably well he washed Judas's feet literally who betrayed him and turned him in and caused a crucifixion because of it like why can I not do that for the people around me because I don't deserve the highest respect like I don't deserve you know like I am yeah. one of the dirty disgusting people so like shouldn't I be be I should be that for the people around me and so humility was something that I thought about a lot last year. And then my clinicals happened and <laughs> my life got wrecked and ruined. And I was just like in survival mode. So I feel like I'm at the point in rebuilding my relationship with the Lord where he's kind of bringing back all of these lessons that I've known, but that I'm almost relearning and like relearning how to implement them into my life and be who Jesus wants me to be now that I feel confident in Jesus again like I had lost I had lost that confidence and I had lost the trust and I had lost the faith not in like a lose your salvation sense but that's a whole other topic um but just in like a do I really believe that he is who he says he is kind of way and now that I feel like I'm at a place where I feel confident in that again. I'm like bringing back all of these different qualities and disciplines and characteristics that we're told, we're commanded to exemplify and yeah. be. So humility is one of those that as of last night, when we were talking about it at small group has trickled its way back into my life and I've been like yeah like he really like he was the perfect example of humility and if he can do that then we by all means should because we don't deserve anything <laughs> so we should be at the lowest I should be at the bottom of every totem pole you know so that was the first one that came to my mind when we were thinking about this topic was that wow very nice. I like that a lot because it's not like, I feel like throughout scripture, there's so many times where Jesus is like, or even in Psalms, you know, like in where, and there's a lot of different like situations where the Lord shows and like blatantly says characteristics, um, like out loud. And I don't, I like humility. Like he's not, I have humility. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he doesn't, um, he doesn't like blatantly say that I feel like, but he just like, that is such a characteristic that is shown through his actions that I think that that's something that can be missed. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that he has humility, but like to think about like him humbling himself to the point of being on the floor, washing Judas's feet is like, whoa you know yeah 
Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's cool because that story in particular kind of brings like a lot of historical context into the mix as well. Like you really can't understand the full meaning of that action until you know like the time that they're living in and you know even like could like that was a slave's job like they had slaves back then and like only the lowest of the low did that job and so like having to it's it's one of those things in the bible that's so cool where like it kind of brings all the pieces together like it brings Mm -hmm. like historical context it brings like christ and who his character was it brings like his ministry like all of those things you know who the disciples were like who he chose to be a part of his group like all of those things had to come together for it to be a significant act and when you finally like get all of those pieces it like that's when you really see the significance and like the humility that was like that's when you really understand is and I think that that's probably what I was missing when I've read this story of the Jillian times before was like, yeah, I didn't have every piece. And so getting to put all of it together kind of for the first time was like a really cool, cool moment for me. So just one of those good ones, you know, no, that's a good one. That's a good start. Thank you. Thank you. It's the only one that I have solid. So we'll see where where it goes. I was about to say, I have two now and they're both like kind of ideas, but um, I will start with one that Lindsay and I have actually talked about a lot um, with me, but I think that I, I am like really starting to um, like hit the tip of the iceberg for what the Lord has for his church Mm -hmm. and like the characteristics of like what like the local body of the church should look like and like the prioritizations of what that should be and um, the like the point of the church, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that I'm like because I am now like a true independent, like member of the church, not with family, not like as a college student, but like as an adult, I am like a single person that is like acting in the church as the way the Lord intended it to be, um, or like to the best of my ability to the Lord intended it to be. Um, I'm like learning a lot just about like what scripture has said and like how the Lord ordained the local church to come together. I know that's not really a characteristic, but I'm just like learning a lot about, um, things that I didn't realize needed to be important are really important. And things that I felt were more important are not. Um, I, um, I have just been like struggling with like what a church home looks like and um, how that fits into my life now. Um, and I think like just looking at what the purpose of the local church is can like really be a very helpful guide to like where and what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I feel like a lot of churches have strained, not necessarily strained away from scripture, but like added and elaborated on to a lot of what like the basis of the local church looks like. And so, Mm -hmm. um, like that has just been something that like his, he's just been really sweet to make that kind of more and more clear after a while. So maybe that's like his provision, um, and guidance. Um, the Lord is like just such the best teacher and Mm. it is crazy crazy, crazy, how gentle and sweetly he does it. Even when you're like, not thinking that he's teaching you something or you're like actively running into a wall, but you don't realize it, you know, like, it's just like, it, he's just like one of the most gentle providers. Um, and so this like realization has not been abrupt or like harsh or, um, 
intimidating in any way, but it's been like, I like bump into like a soft rubber mat and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) okay. Like maybe I'll turn this way. And then like, I run again and then I bump and he's just like, so gently correcting me to look more and more like him. It's been very sweet. Mm -hmm. So I've seen that in his like way that he teaches his children. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a characteristic, like as a teacher. That's good. And I think when you were talking about the church, it like reminded me of something that is so random, but that is very relevant. It's the Lord. Um, He like, um, what you were talking about was just reminding me of like community and how like the Lord calls us to community and like so much of Christianity is like living life with other Christians and like being with people and someone talked about the church I must have been a sermon or something I wish I could remember where I heard this but he was talking about how he set up the church and he like didn't he doesn't expect us to do anything that like he himself isn't because he was comparing the church to like the trinity and how like the lord lives in constant community and constant fellowship with himself through like the father son holy spirit Mm -hmm. and how like he wants us to live like in community and in fellowship with people the same way that like he does like he it's not like he expects us to do life with other people and then he himself is isolated like even he has set up a community for himself for himself And like has been an example of community and of fellowship for us so that we can learn, you know, like, I felt like that was really like cool, you know, like I was like, wow, that's so true. And so like that almost in a way is like, just like his essence and like the way that the Trinity is set up, like he didn't do that arbitrarily. Like obviously he did it because they each have very specific roles that I think like they play but he also did that to like be an example of how we are supposed to fellowship and how we are supposed to be in community yeah and so I don't know when you were talking that reminded me of that and I was like wow that is so cool isn't that cool I like that a lot credit to whoever said that I have no idea where I heard that but it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) That did not come from this brain. I am not intelligent enough to have put that together. Let me tell you. (laughs) That's funny. Um, But yeah, that's really cool. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Or should we move on? No, we can totally move on. Perfect. Um, I'm not really sure how to describe this one. This one just came to me. Also just came to me. Um, But as you were talking about like his gentleness and like how kind he is and soft I was also what is going on I was also thinking about how because I was just talking about how he's like so powerful and like big and sovereign and stuff and I was thinking just about like his I feel like duplicity is the wrong word because it makes them sound segregated Mm -hmm. but like his ability to be both Mm -hmm. like his ability to be powerful and strong and just and a warrior and like win battles and you know wrath and like all of those things right and like he's also kind and gentle and a small voice and humble and you know selfless and peace like he's like very it's just like two opposite sides of the spectrum and yet he embodies all of it and not yeah 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 like not not only does he embody all those things but he does it perfectly and he balances them perfectly and like is the epitome and like very essence and being of like all of those different things 
all at the same time yeah all of the time like that like it kind of blows my mind a little bit it kind of freaks me out (laughs) I think it's supposed to like it just doesn't it doesn't really make sense (laughs) but it's cool that he can be so many things for so many people because I mean he has to he has to relate to every single person on this planet he has to empathize with every single person on this planet he has to judge every single person on this planet to an extent like he has like he he has to be everything for everyone you know and like how often do we try to do that and we fail like so miserably (laughs) oh all the time I know like it's so hard it's so hard for us to be everything for everyone around us and he does it all the time and is perfect at it yeah and can be two very opposite things at once and I think that's I think that's the hard part for me at least to understand is it's not like one day he's peaceful and one day he's wrathful right you know like it's like he is all of those things all of the time and like carries the very I keep saying essence I hate that word um I can't think of a different word though like he carries the very being of all of those yeah the true form yeah like it's hard to I don't understand you know because like we with feelings like I I can feel multiple emotions at the same time but they all kind of I feel like have to be in the same family you know (laughs) like it's very difficult for you to feel like joy and sadness like at the same I mean not that it doesn't happen I feel like I've experienced it but like it's really strange and it's very hard and it takes a very specific circumstance to feel two opposite emotions at the same time yes and so yeah I don't know I would it just like kind of blows my mind a little bit I think it's supposed to I know I guess so we're supposed to be perplexed and uh, in awe. <laughs> in awe did I already say that I like either already said that or I said it in my head before I said it in awe no I think it's supposed to oh yeah you said that twice oh okay but it, it applied in both places so it it made sense okay good I was like I feel like I just said that and I wanted it to make sense in both ways but it did um yeah I think I think that that is such a cool thing to bring up because there is no other God that's like that. For sure. Um, There's no other I, God, first of all. Right. They're fake. They're little fake Gs. God. Little G gods. Get out of here. Boo. <laughs> um, I think that that's something that I've like, has always stuck out with me. Um, there was one, I think it was a C3 service, like right before Easter, like our freshman year. Um, but there was one service that Brian Mills did and it has stuck with me. I'm sure, you know, the one I'm talking about, but he went through like all the main religions and their, their gods Mm -hmm. and where they died and when they died just to like prove a point that like, like the Lord is the only, the only God that defeated death. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I think of that often because it's like, like, how can you be, like, how can you be learning about other gods that have not done what your God has done? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that seems so counterintuitive to me to be like, okay, their God defeated death, but like, my God, I like this one better. You know what I mean? It, there just like seems like, it just doesn't compute to me, mm-hmm. but in like a bigger sense there's like so much more that the Lord is than just like, like that is like the biggest thing he's done is like defeated death for, you know, and like gave his son for our sins. But like, there is so much more that he is that like no other God that people worship is. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is so cool to like, think about how, like truly how big he is in like the vastness of how many like how complex he is yeah because I don't feel like other gods little g gods 
are. For sure. I feel like that speaks to, first of all, the power of Satan (laughs) and how deceitful he is and how many people fall into those traps. But two, also just like how perplexing and strange it is that like God calls us to trust him and to have faith in him and to follow him, even though we don't fully understand him and like who he is. I think that with becoming a believer and with scripture and with sanctification, like obviously he gives us everything that we need to know. It's not like he's right keeping secrets from us that we would otherwise you know make different decisions or whatever like he gives us the tools that we need to go throughout our lives successfully and you know trust him but if it is weird because like so much of life has to do with like trust and earning trust and earning improving yourself and even down to like getting jobs like proving that you're qualified like everything has to come down to trusting that the person's going to do what they're going to say they're going to do or be who they say they're going to be and like we don't ever get to fully understand God and yet he requires and commands like full surrender yeah something that we will never really know in a way and yet you feel like you know him more and more each day you know like with scripture and stuff like you just like and he knows us better than anybody else ever could so like why wouldn't we trust him you know what I mean but it is a weird thought like I've thought about that before because you know I have trust issues and it's like so strange that it's in some ways it's really easy in some ways it's really difficult I kind of think it kind of depends on the season but like it in some ways it is really easy to trust him and it's like why why is it so why is it so easy to trust him because we don't know we don't know everything about him you know yeah but I guess that's like the beauty of relationship it's getting to know him more and more yeah so no that's so true But yeah, was that one yours? No, that was yours. Okay, then it's your turn. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) I think it was yours. Yeah, Yeah. no, it was. It was mine. Oh, let me think. This isn't something that I've necessarily seen, but something I really want to look out for is like the Lord's humor and like... (laughs) I just like really I like want to see how he is bringing like joy and laughter to my life and not just like think that it's happening by chance but like see the Lord in it Uh like it's not that my life isn't fun or you know funny or whatever because there's like a lot of stuff that happens that I laugh at Mm -hmm. like I want to give credit to where credit is due because like the Lord really ordains just as much as he ordains like what needs to happen and where we get in like our provision I like so believe that he ordains everything else and so like I want to see where he's like he's encouraging and like helping me find joy and laughter Mm -hmm. and like give him the credit of it yeah have you ever is there like a specific example in your life that you can think of off the top of your head of him where I did recognize it yeah I would say oh when I lived in my old city I like helped out with a like a middle school lock-in night Mm -hmm. and it was like one of the funniest and like sweetest nights I've had in a long time um and it was hilarious and it was full of stupidity and like there was no rhyme or reason to it but just like the fact that I got the opportunity to be there and like love on the girls overnight um like it was obvious that the Lord had me (sighs) it was obvious that the Lord had me right where he needed me to be and so it's not like I wish that I wasn't like hey Lord thank you for that opportunity but like thank you for the joy that you brought tonight because like at 3 a.m. these girls could have like literally just 
fallen asleep, but you gave me energy to like help them have a fun lock-in night, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's like a good one that I can remember where Mm -hmm. like, it was like truly stupidity fun that it was like rooted in. Mm -hmm. I, I like wish that I could have gone back in the moment and been like, like the Lord was so present even in our fun, because like, he's like allowing this fun to be. And like, we were safe, you know what I mean? Like anything could happen at 2am and we were like flying around the city, trying to like find a scavenger hunt in it. You know, it just like, it really like things could have happened, but he just like allowed it to be just fun. So I Mm. think that's something that I, I like want to look out for more. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel like in all of the moments when I've been like, the Lord is funny, it's been more like he's like ironic. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. like it's like, oh, haha, good one, Lord. That's really funny. Glad you got me out on that one. Yeah. And I like can't think of a specific time that that's happened, but I feel like I've said that a lot. Like, lol. Like, it's not, I don't want it to be a sarcastic. Like, it's not like, like, right. oh, thanks, God. You know, haha. Haha, <laughs> um, <laughs> joke's on me it's like, oh my gosh, like you, like you are joy and fun. Like you are the epitome of that Uh in in this way. Yeah. No, that's really funny. No, I like that. I know. I feel like it's kind of, that's one that I feel like we forget about a lot is that like the Lord is fun. Like he is, he is fun and he is, you know, everything is always so serious, but like you know, and I mean, this isn't, um, this isn't, I guess the Lord directly, but like, even like when they're writing in the Bible, it must've been in John when John like talks about how he outran like the other disciple or whatever. And he like made it a point to like, say that he outran him, you know, like stuff like that. Like, you're like, okay, that's funny. You know, (laughs) and like, obviously the Bible is inspired by God. So like, God, let him put it in there. You know, like, I know. Oh my gosh. The one that always makes me laugh. Is it, it must be John. Is it Luke? No, it's not Luke. It must be. I can't remember who it is. As soon as they say it, you're going to tell me and I'm going to be like, duh. But, um, it's like, it's the, one of the gospels who it's like, um, like Paul walked in with the disciple that Jesus loved, you know, like, yeah, that's John. Is that John? That's what I thought. Um, and it just like makes me laugh every time, like every single time that the Lord allowed him to put that in there. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like that is so silly to me. It's like, it's like, why, like, why did he allow him to do that? That seems so obnoxious <laughs> and stupid. But it's funny. Like, it, it's funny. Like, it makes me laugh thinking about it now. So, like, thank you, Jesus, for the funny moments that we get to laugh at John for being stupid. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So funny. I know he does make it a point. He does call himself that. And I'm like, wow. Like, he gave himself that title. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the one who Jesus loved. I'm like, bro, Jesus loves everybody. <laughs> that's what's so funny about it it's like Jesus loves everybody equally it's like not that John is loved any more so than Matthew or Luke or Mark or (laughs) Paul or even Judas like Jesus loves everybody the same but yet John feels the need to define himself by the one who Jesus loves like it just is so funny to me um I guess I'll have to do research on where that came from. I'm pretty sure that John just like calls himself that. I think your mom would honestly know. Yeah, my mom would know. Hey mom, do some research. Figure out, figure out where that came from. Um anyway, no, that's funny. That's a good one. Oh, I honestly, this is gonna be really depressing because I'm thinking about something that is the complete opposite of joy and fun okay but that's okay (laughs) all these things god can be everything god can be it all except for sin except for sin (laughs) um the one that i was thinking about let's see oh i've been reading in job 
you know, the saddest book oh, in the Bible. Job. I know, I'm so sad. And um, this is something that I feel like I don't really fully understand, but something that again, I feel like the Lord calls us to trust him. And it, it really is, I guess like in summary, a, it's not really a word. It, it It's kind of just God's ability to know what's best for us and also like what we can handle with his help and his strength and what we can't. Because um, I was talking, we were talking in small group about our favorite um, passages of scripture. And one of the people in my group brought up the verse like at the very beginning of Job that's like um you know to dust we came and to dust will return the Lord gives and the Lord takes away and then he mentions um the conversation that Satan has with God about Job and I've been reading in my commentary a lot about how just like the power dynamic between Satan and God and how everything that Satan did to Job and allowed, you know, and caused was still under the control and the sovereignty of the Lord. Of the Lord. Yeah. And how, and cause Satan looks at God and says, does Job follow you? because he loves you or does he follow you because of the things that you have given him like you like job was super successful had all of these children all of this money all of this land all of these slaves and like i guess you know it's kind of implied that he had really had never had like true struggle in his life right. and so satan asked that question like does he really love you or does he just love the things that you do for him and God says, take it all away, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and it kind of gets you thinking, it got me thinking, like really pondering it the past, I don't know, it happened last night, 24 hours, where, you know, and I think I was thinking about it a lot because I have been thinking about like my clinical experience and how that was like by far one of the worst places that I've ever been in. Like, just crying every single day, begging God to not let me go. Like being so intellectually, mentally, emotionally, like under turmoil, like every single day. And like, that was kind of my like Job moment in life of like being stripped and like feeling just completely abandoned. And so when I was thinking about that and then I heard, you know, Satan's, what he says about like, does he just love you because of the things he does for you? It's like, if I were to go back and be in that spot and have no end in sight, because that was the only hope I had when I was there was that I knew that it was only 10 weeks. I knew that it right. was, it had an end point and I was going to leave at some point. But like, what if I didn't? You know, like what if, cause Job didn't have an end in sight. Like yeah. his life was completely stripped down to nothing. And there was no sign of this will end soon. Like for all he knew that was going to be the rest of his life. And it's like, would I still have faith? Like, would I still love him? Would I still trust him? Even if that was what my life looked like forever. Yeah. You know, like, do I love God because I love God? Or do I love God because of the things he does for me? And like, I think an aspect of that is going back to my point, like God knew there was nothing that happened to Job that was outside of God's control and was outside of his sovereignty. Everything that Satan did was under the supervision of the Lord. And God knew what was best for Job and God knew that he could do it, (laughs) you know, he knew that it was what, it was, it was what would bring not only him the most glory, but ultimately like the Bible talks about like the Lord doing everything like for our good and doing it so that we will prosper and doing it so that we will 
and, and be blessed, you know? And so it's like, it's crazy to think that stuff like that, you know, cause when you're in the moment, you're like, this is not what's best for me. Like, <laughs> right. I can guarantee you in the middle of my clinicals, I was like, this is not what's best for me. Like you need to get me out of here. Like, I hate it here. I hate this. I hate what it's done to me. I don't want to be here. Please remove me from this situation. And he did it because he knew that that's what would bring me closer to him and what would bring him the most glory and what would ultimately be the best for my spiritual health. Right. And so like, I don't know, just like the fact that he sees so much more than we see. And he again, knows us more than we know ourselves. And even when it looks like he's doing the worst for us, like he actually is doing the best. Yeah. You know, like, it's just kind of crazy. I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot the last 24 hours. And honestly, it kind of scares me because if I knew that that was going to be my life forever, like, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I don't know what I would do either. So that is a really daunting scenario to go into. Yeah. It's a scary, it's a scary thought train to, to hop on, to follow. I think there's multiple scary thought trains. There's like the scary thought train of like, okay, if the Lord really took everything away from me, like what would my life look like? And then like, you know, like that's a scary thought train. Then there's a scary thought train of like, okay, he's taken everything away from me, but like, do I still trust the Lord? Mm -hmm. And then there's another scary thought train of like, okay, I'm trusting the Lord, but like, when is it going to end? Like, I feel like it just like gets deeper and deeper and deep of like, if this doesn't end, like, I think that's what's so, and that's, what's so crazy is that the Lord doesn't have a timeline. Like the Lord doesn't, doesn't like react in timeline versions of things. Yeah. And like, all we can think about is timelines. We're like, when was this end? When will it start? Like, how long is this going to last? Is this going to be like, is this going to be like this forever? You know, it's just crazy that our time, like time is so central to us mm-hmm. and like the Lord doesn't see time. And so like, like your 10 weeks could have been as long as it felt to Job. Yeah. And so that's just like crazy to me. That's honestly a very, very good point. I would just like call that his sovereignty. Yeah. Powerfulness. Just like his ability to know, because it was what, like, as crazy as it sounds, like, obviously, God knew what Job would go through and he knew that that was what would maybe like what was best for him is the wrong phrase but like what would grow him the most and like what would bring him the closest to the Lord like this this was the path that God chose for Job knowing that he would be at the bottom of the bottom he would suffer the most like maybe sovereignty like is the best word for it just like knowing that that's what was best like that's what brought God the most glory like there was yeah and there's no other options like God is not like a plan b God like everything that he does is so intentional and it's so funny that we think that we know what's best for ourselves (laughs) because we don't and I questioned that a lot I was like Lord like why are you doing it this way out of all the ways that you could have taught me this lesson or brought glory to yourself you chose this way and it really and it still in a lot of ways doesn't make sense to me but I have to believe that it's the only way that makes sense to him it's the only way that he wanted and he knew and so there has to be some sort of full circle bringing it for the good bringing it for his glory right way out of it you know yeah and that just goes back to like us believing that he really is who he says he is and I mean he's never proved me wrong up till now so like he's never given me a reason not to trust him with my life right so you know, you have to trust him with the bad parts too. Yeah. But yeah, um, in conclusion, 
your so sovereignty is probably the best uh, word for that, I would say. It's hard because that's such a big word, you know? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like there's such a, a like a Christian word. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much that goes into that, you know, like mm -hmm. we use it for a lot of different things, but I feel like, like what you've just described, I think is like a really good example of, of what that is. Mm -hmm. Dang. I know the opposite of humor and fun. No, but like, I think deep it was, suffering. It, <laughs> it's hard not to talk about deep suffering when you're reading Job. I know. I know. I'm so entrenched. I honestly haven't read it in a while because we've been on spring break and I've been living it up. I'm bright. I know. I need to go back. I need to, I need to immerse myself in Job again. It's okay. I also haven't um, talked to the Lord in a minute but I've been ill. So yeah, you have been so ill. Oh man. How many have we done? I think Four. that was my third. Yeah, that was my third. So you've only done two. So you should do one more at least. Okay. Oh, I just had one and then I lost it. What's it? Um, this is a side note, but about being just like sweet and soft, I highly recommend anybody to read the book, gentle and lowly. Um, it like literally is about God's character of being sweet and soft and lowly. Um, I've read half of it three times. I need to finish it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I almost didn't swallow my water. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but from what I've read, it's really good. Um, oh, hold on. I really had one. It's hard because all of them are good, but there's been one that I was like, oh yeah, this is just something that a characteristic that I like admire of the Lord and I um, like want to be better at um, something that I like want to get better at and something I admire and like try to look towards is just like the Lord's boldness. There's like just so much boldness that he has because of his faith and like his his like it it's crazy to think like he tells for example this story in um Joshua 10 where he's like tells Joshua to like ask for more sunshine in the day so that he can finish the fight and he then, is like, in God asked Joshua yes God God is like basically Joshua asks because of the Lord's faithfulness. Like he asks like these really bold supernatural prayers and like the only way that he could have gotten that is if like the Lord has continuously been bold and supernatural and miraculous. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Joshua didn't like come up with that idea on his own. Like, like the Lord has proven that he is bold and miraculous and supernatural. And so like, those are characteristics that I tend to forget. And we've like talked a lot about this at church recently is like how our prayers can be just like really like in our mind frame, something that seems like out of the box, like, oh my gosh, Lord, it would be so cool if I like met my husband today. You know what I mean? And like, that is like such a possibility. You know what I mean? But like a bold prayer would be like redeem her heart and she is like turned her back from you. Like that is like such a crazy prayer to me or like you have cancer and it's incurable, but like, Lord, I believe you will heal her. Like that seems like a crazy bold prayer because like we're standing in faith and not because like, I don't, the, this is kind of going all over the place, but the Lord's. I believe that the Lord is so bold and he is so bold. I mean, he shows that I like the woman at the, like the Samaritan woman, like he like literally just calls her out. Like that is boldness. And yeah. like, even talking to her at all was a bold even talk to her at then. all was being bold. But like the fact that he calls her out, she's, he, I think that again, that is like so funny to me. He's like, your husband that you have is like, not even your husband. Like the guy that you have there is like, 
<laughs> and you were married five times before. And you were yeah. married five times before. I don't like, know about those too. <laughs> right. It's just like crazy. Like he's just so bold with how he just like, like he's not afraid to like call out people's sin because he can't be around sin. So he's like, let me just like call it out so that you can be redeemed. And that is just like, I shouldn't be afraid to like help people come to know Jesus more and like look more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just like a cool thing to, I like see Jesus's boldness and I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to go up to this prostitute woman and be like, you've slept with five men in the past four nights. Like, right. that's wild, you know? Like you should come know Jesus. Like that is just so, like so mind-boggling to me. But like that's what we're called to do because like she like this prostitute needs to know Jesus just as much as I do. And yeah. So, like like he was the Lord was bold with me in the same way, just like different words, just as much as he's bold with the Samaritan woman when he was at the well, just as much as he was bold with allowing Joshua to ask for the the sun to stay in the sky and it did like Mm -hmm. it's just like it's all the same boldness it's just in different situations and so anyway I just think it is that is something that I like want I like love about him because I want to be more bold it's just like not like comfortable being comfortable in this situation of it let me rephrase people's salvation is not worth being comfortable. So like, why not be bold and then have people know Jesus? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I don't know, it just like, it like catches you off guard. And that's the best part about it is mm-hmm. that you're like, what? Like, it's not even that, you know, me enough, like you don't know me, but you know me enough to say that to me. Yeah. And in spite of all of that, you're doing it so that I don't have to be dirty anymore. Like, anyway it just <laughs> you got excited about that one. Oh my gosh it just is so cool to me it just is hilarious it's yeah like, what the heck boldness is one of those that I think is really difficult for humanity to balance yeah I feel like with boldness there's two like extremes that right. we tend to fall into boldness on one side looks like fear where when we we're afraid to put ourselves out there. We're afraid to talk about God. We're afraid to pray big prayers. Yeah. Like we're afraid to do those things because we don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be disappointed. We don't want to be called out. We don't want to be uncomfortable. And there's like, so there's like that side that I thought about while you were talking, because I feel like that plays into prayer a lot. Like with the healing thing, like it's very hard to have full faith that God could heal people and to pray that big prayer and then it not happen. Like it'd be very discouraging and very disappointing when something like that doesn't happen. Like we feel, I feel like I would feel like I put myself out there and I had faith and I trusted you. And then my prayer wasn't answered in the way that I wanted it to be. So like, there's a fear attachment to boldness that I think that a lot of people fall into. And then there's the opposite side of the spectrum where boldness is just like, you're rude and like, right. You're calling out sin and you are not doing it in a loving or humble or kind way. Yeah. You're just being a jerkle to everybody around you and talking about other people's sins and expecting things out of people that you yourself cannot implement. Right. You know, like there's also that side of things. And like, it's so hard for humanity to find the middle of like everyone, you know, the Christianese, like humble boldness, you know, right? like being bold in, sharing the gospel and talking about sin and praying big prayers, but not getting prideful about it and also not being afraid because there's with that kind of stuff, it's extremely likely that you will get rejected or that you won't get the answers that you want. And that's, I think that's part of the boldness too, is knowing that that's a real possibility and doing it anyway, 
and not being surprised when you don't get the response that you want. Right. You know, but like instead being encouraged because like the answer is probably better than what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like it talks so much about how like our true like blessings and our true gifts and like the things that God is working together for our good may not happen here. Like a lot of that will happen in heaven. And so just knowing that like, if I am bold and if I share the gospel and I end up being rejected by all of my friends, or I end up in a prison camp, or I end up on live television, getting my head chopped off, like just because it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to, doesn't mean that the boldness wasn't what I was supposed to do, you know? Right. Because those people that go through that will be rewarded and like, it will turn out for the better of them and their soul. Like they will be in heaven and they will be celebrated because they followed the command that God called them to. Right. Right. So I don't know. There's it's, it's a very, boldness is a very like nuanced characteristic I think that's really hard for us as humans to master I agree but it is very inspiring and I see it a lot in Paul actually Paul when I think of boldness I think of Paul because he he does the same thing that you're talking about with Jesus and the Samaritan woman like he calls people out like yeah he, he does not mess around like with the churches that he's writing to like we just finished reading through Galatians at our church and in my um, PT Bible study. It was funny. That was not planned, but they happened at the same time. So I've been in Galatians for a while. <laughs> and Paul is in here like, bro, like get it together. Like you are being dumb. And like, but then at the very end, this happened on Sunday. Um, the very last verse in the Bible, in the Bible, in Galatians, he calls the church brothers and it's like he goes through this book this letter just ripping the galatian church apart and then at the end he calls them brothers and it's like just knowing that even in the midst of this rebuking and in the midst of this correction it's not out of maybe authority is the wrong word it's not out of like pride or it's like he's not trying to to like prove that he's better than them right right like he's just he's there as a tool he's there as a vessel for what the lord wants for them and he knows that with this correction he is furthering the gospel you know what i mean and like he does it so well and honestly like if he said stuff that he says in the bible today like he would be in a lot of trouble um but yeah just like not being afraid but also not being about it right right I think something that I've like had I've like really come to grips with recently is like healing like really might not be on this side of eternity Mm. and so I think that like that is like so comforting that like we don't have to be completely healed on this side of eternity because like heaven is where we're completely healed like we are a hundred percent just like complete there. And so, um, I was like talking to my mom cause we have a family friend and we just found out that his, um, cancer has come back. And my mom was like, like, I mean, as we all were, we're like really, really devastated. We're like, this sucks. Like that sucks. I like never would wish that on somebody. And I was like, mom, I think that it's just something we have to think about that like healing might not come on this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. Like this might just be something that he like deals with and being and being like so confident that the Lord will heal him. And that like, that's okay that I don't get to see that because like he gets to be healed in heaven. And so um, anyway, you said something earlier about healing and I it made me think of that and I wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. I don't even know how long we've been recording, but this has been really lovely. I think it's been like an hour. <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah. These have really gotten like um, long, but I like them. Mm-hmm. 
Do I sound okay? Let's pray to God that my sound is good this whole time. I know you sound fine to me. Okay, great. But you sounded fine to me before. I know. Well, I'm like, my laptop is like on my lap close. So I think that it'll be good. But um, the last time my laptop was like on my bed away from me a little bit. So whatever. But um, also I'm more awake and I projected, I feel like a little bit better than last time too. But yeah, um, I will say that's pretty much all we got for this week. Thanks for listening. Hope that you enjoyed it. Hope have the most that amazing you, week. Hope this, you know, provoked some thoughts and oh yeah, you know, some things about the Lord that maybe you didn't think about before or whatever. And let us know what your favorite characteristic is of God and who he is. Let us know or maybe give us a lesson that you're learning or something. Yeah. Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> That's perfect. But yeah, we love y'all so much. And like, we do literally this, like, we just like want y'all to know how much the Lord loves you. Like that is, this is like, we just, the point of us talking about Jesus for an hour and a half is so that like you hopefully come to know him or know him better than what you do now. So, Mm -hmm. um, anyway we hope that this is like Lindsay was saying encouraging but just like also just gives you a smile because the lord loves you so have some uh, fun have some fun it's beautiful where i live is it beautiful where you live unfortunately no it's pretty cloudy and rainy oh that's a bummer but it's beautiful where i live so i hope (laughs) that you have an amazing day um and enjoy your weekend enjoy your weekend Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.